Hello, and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast, where Victorious Living is not only a dream, but a real possibility through Jesus Christ. My name is Crystal Ridland, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Missouri and in the state of Texas. Today's topic is going to be on finding your identity in Christ. What does that mean to find your identity in Christ? How do we know that we have achieved that goal? And how does it feel to walk through life every day knowing that you're a child of God? That's the topic today. And the reason I chose this topic is because everybody to some degree struggles with some level of insecurity. It's true. All of us do. And it's rooted in shame. And shame is what Satan uses to torment and attack Christians and humans in such a tremendous and painful and um, bondage type way. Okay? So that's going to be our topic today. And the reason I chose this topic is because, like I said, I see this in my office all the time. But actually, about a few weeks ago, I went through a really difficult time with this for a couple of days. It's not something that I struggle with um, near as much as I used to. Like when I was in high school and college and even my early years of um when I was newly married, I struggled a lot with my self-worth and um, just feeling insecure. And so it's not something that I struggle with near as often as I used to. But man, a few weeks ago, I had a couple of, of difficult days and the way that God was able to work through me and help me to overcome that and for me to like re-identify um, with with who I am in him and because of him was pretty powerful. And so I kind of wanted to do like a review for me and, um, but I know that this may be a review for many of you, but it actually may be very new for many of you. And so I just really want to hit this topic of finding our identity in Christ because I know that, um, insecurity and feelings of loneliness and worthlessness, they're not actually something that's talked about. I know not in the Christian environments that I've been around a whole lot and definitely not in many secular environments. It's just something that we don't talk about near as much as we should. And so I want to just talk about that today to see if like my struggle can in any way help you overcome um, what you're going through right now. And so First, I want to um, start with a little bit of what was going on during this time. It's like we were closing on a house, so we're actually in our new home. We love it. It's great. I'm in my new office. I'm feeling super confident and happy being able to work in this um, tremendous environment of having my own little space. Um, And so... But we were closing and any of you who've bought a house know just what a hassle that is. Like the underwriters, they're like, 
you're kind of scared of them because you never know what they're going to come back and say. And um, they can be relentless at times. And so the whole process can be a little daunting. And so I'm sure that didn't help. And I, you know, was working a lot. And so I was probably being a little bit worn down. There was just a lot of um, good activities going on in my life. So I was very busy, but was also um, not allowing me to spend as much time with God as I would have liked. And so I know that that probably lowered my um, um, just ability to cope with things. And that's pretty normal. Um, it happens to a lot of people. And so what happened was I was like getting attacked on all sides. It felt like, like, again, there was the house thing. There was um, just like, you know, some things that were going on in, in our personal life. And then what it felt like is like I was just getting rejected a lot, like by maybe friends not texting back or um, not calling me or I would reach out to somebody and they wouldn't respond. Um, also felt like, you know, going into like different environments, like I would feel like maybe people weren't looking at me or they were just dismissing me. And um, and so I began to feel like all of a sudden Satan started to use all this to his advantage and began to communi communicate things to me like you're not good enough. Um, they don't want to talk about you, talk to you because, um, you know, maybe you're not cool or they don't think you're cool. You're not in the know. Um, maybe it's because of blah, 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 blah. And so I just started to really, um, feel down and sad. And so that's what happens when, when people around us, that's one thing I want to say is like, we can handle, you know, maybe one difficult thing or even a couple of small things, right? Like, a kid who's being bullied at school, like they can handle maybe a dirty look at school from one kid maybe, or even a couple. But when it starts to get more invasive and it's more people and like, then that's when our ability to cope is diminished. And so that's what ends up happening is like, it was coming from like different sides. And I'm sure some of it was actually um, just perceived. I know a lot of it was probably just my perception because we all are perceiving the world around us and we're looking for all these cues to see what people are thinking. Um, but I'm sure some of it may have actually been reality as well. Um, but that's what was happening. Like it was just a lot and I was tired and I was feeling just weighed down. And so for several days I was, I was still actively trying to process this. Like I wasn't um, I refused to like just wallow in it. And so I was like worshiping, listening to worship music, praying, reading my Bible. Like I was still like, I kept trying to like, and I have a counselor. So I was talking to my counselor a little bit just to try to, unless I talk, it helps me to process. Um, so I was doing these different things. Um, but what was happening is all these negative thoughts were making me feel sad, depressed, lonely, unloved, and disliked. And that's what's going to happen when we begin to have these things happen around us. Then we begin to slowly, we think about what people are thinking or what they aren't thinking or, you know, why they're not talking to us. And then before we know it, we're feeling all these really difficult emotions. And the fact is that 
really none of us know what another person's thinking unless they tell us. And nine times out of 10, they don't tell us. We just have this running um, agenda in our head about what we think people think um, when we actually have no clue what most people think anyway. And 85% of the time, our thoughts are inaccurate. So go figure. Um, And so... um, this is actually the reason I taught. So I worked through this and um, God like led me to some scriptures, which I'm going to share with you in a bit. Um, but I wanted to let you know that if if you're listening to this and you're identifying with me, like that this is a universal issue. Everybody feels this to some degree. And that's like, so I'm, I want you to know you're not alone. That's the point. Um, So here's the good news. So even though I ran into some self-worth issues, um, was starting to feel insecure, that there is a place to go to find the answers, to get back on track. And that's the process I want to share with you today. So after feeling this for several days and being very busy and I didn't have a whole lot of time to focus on it, but I was spending as much time as I could um, one night I just decided to stay up late and just spend, I just needed time with God alone. And so I stayed up until maybe 1230 in the morning or something. And so I was reading through my Bible and I came to first Peter two, um, starting with verse four and f- it's verse four and five. And this is where, like, I was listening to some worship music, but it was when I read this verse that it was like the stronghold fell. It was like whatever Satan was trying to, like, do to keep me trapped and stuck in this place, it was like God used this verse to just basically take a sledgehammer and knock down the wall or the stronghold. And so what it says is, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, the living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Okay, so I'm going to read First Peter 2, 4 again. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. Wow. That was the changing moment when I read that verse. It was as if suddenly all my self-worth issues were gone. It was like God just just took this like healing power over my heart and just spoke truth. It was a truth bomb that zinged right to the core of my soul. And what God said to me is this, Crystal, you will be rejected by humans, but you're chosen by me. And you're so precious to me. You're my beloved daughter. I chose you. Wow. The tears literally just started falling out of my eyes. And I started to ask God to forgive me 
for starting to look around to people, to the, to, to just different situations rather than to look to God. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter. And then like, like I said earlier, I'm sure that some of my perceptions were actual real perceptions of rejection and some of them were perceived and suddenly it didn't matter. Like it didn't matter at all, whether they were perceived or whether they were real because my identity doesn't rest in any of that. It doesn't rest in what people think about me. It doesn't rest in um, whether people like me or whether people are going to be nice to me. Like it just didn't matter because what matters is what God thinks about me. And he says that I was chosen by him and I'm precious to him. And that's when like this huge like healing came over me and was very, um, it was a very, very powerful moment for me. So God lovingly reminded me of his favorable thoughts toward me. And he used his word to communicate to my heart. Friends, that's the most important thing we can do when we're struggling with a stronghold, when we're being attacked by Satan. Like the most powerful thing we can do is just run to God, run to Jesus, open up the Bible, play worship music, just put up a block so that Satan can't reach you anymore. That's whenever Satan, whenever God's present, Satan runs away. So what I learned that day is that what people think, it doesn't matter. Because my confidence is in Christ. I am his child. My spirit finds solace and one primary truth. And that is that I am a child of God and that he chose me and that I am precious to him. And so that night I came to him as a living stone that felt rejected by man and realized that I was chosen by God and I'm precious to him. At that point, the hurt, the confusion, the pain, the questions, and all of my concerns began to fade away. As this new realization came over me that my I belong to Christ and that I am only here and that my purpose and my meaning is in what Christ says about me and in the fact that he died for me because if he loves us and as we just celebrated Easter this past weekend it's such a perfect message for the only reason we could find hope in this world is because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on a cross for our sins so that we can be forgiven by his blood and find healing and purpose and meaning and eternal life through him. And so one thing I want to do is read Galatians 1.10 because this is a verse that God has been bringing me back to ever since I was in high school and he began to work with me on 
people-pleasing and my self-worth issues and um, not looking around for people's approval, but only looking to him and working on pleasing him because, friends, you will never be able to please any human soul, ever. I don't care who you are. There's always going, people will always fail you to some degree, but God never will. So Galatians 1.10 says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Ouch. If we're trying to please people, we're not really a servant of Christ. Like, that's very convicting to me because I want to be a servant of Christ. I don't want to live for people. People are, they're not, they're not steadfast. God is steadfast. He's immovable. He never moves. And so he, he is fully pleased with us. He loves us. Doesn't mean that sometimes we're not going to be convicted when we're living in sin because God loves us and he wants us to live a purified life through him. But he loves us no matter what. He wants us to come to him and find healing. So that night, as my heart received this message, that God, that I am his chosen and that I'm precious to him, and that I'm going to be rejected by men, but that didn't matter because of what God says about me. My heart completely began to feel at ease and I felt calm and my spirit was quieted friends that's what can happen when we run to Christ that's what will happen when we run to Christ when we make a habit of obedience to him and running to him and being honest with him about what we're really feeling because he already knows what we're really feeling anyway. And so being honest with him, then that allows him to do his best work. As a counselor, um, when people are honest and real with me, it allows me to really do some pretty profound work with them because like they're being honest. Like I so, and I always tell them that I'm like, I so admire that. Um, like sometimes people will say, I don't know, there was a lot, like I didn't even want to come or you know, I was really worried. And I'm like, thank you for your honesty because that helps me better help you. And so of course, like if we're being honest with God, like he already knows what's going on, but it's when we come to him honest with putting aside our mask and all that, that God can actually do some really um, tremendous things in us or will do some tremendous things in us. So, friends, God taught me that I am his chosen and that I'm precious to him. Guess what? So are you. He loves and cherishes you. And he died for you because of his unconditional love. That's a pretty profound thing. That's the answer to all the loneliness that you feel. That's the answer to the void that you fill in your spirit. That's the answer to the very reason that you're getting caught up in this whole worried about what people think, fear of being rejected. Like, that's it in a nutshell. And um, 
So that's actually really what I wanted to talk to you today about is just when we find our healing in Christ and we begin to know who we are in him, that we're a child of God, then we're going to live a much different life. We're going to be more confident because we're going to be confident in who he is in us. We're going to walk through life with more confidence and not being emotionally all over the place. We'll be more grounded, but we'll also be sensitive because we're not going to be walking around with this mask trying to impress the world. We're going to be comfortable being who we are because it's no longer I'm trying to earn people's approval or even God's approval that I'm just accepted for who I am and we begin to move into what God's created us and our unique abilities and then um, that's where we begin to find all the answers and so how do you know that you've achieved the goal because you have that confidence in him that you're not constantly every single day worried about what people think how I look, what do people, do people like me? Um, am I smart? Am I weird? We're just not going to worry about that because we're going to be more like, I'm who God created me to be. And then God's going to work on us and he's going to, he's going to strengthen us. He's going to renew us. He's going to constantly be making us more like his son And we're going to begin showing more as the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. I may have missed one. I didn't count them. But that's what's going to happen. Okay, so it's going to finding your identity and your self-worth and your value in Christ is going to completely change your life. It'll alternate the entire way you live your life. In fact, this is the answer to overcoming almost all mental is- mental health issues. Depression, anxiety, anorexia, social anxiety. When we become rooted in Christ, these things start to make their way out. And we start to know who we are. So, um... I was going to leave you with a few scriptures that just solidify this thought, um, this idea that we are, that we belong to Christ and that our identity and our worth and our value are in him and in nothing else. Okay. Um, John 1 12, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Ephesians 1.5, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Um, 1 Corinthians 6.17, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Romans 6.6, 6, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. 
Genesis 1.27 So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And finally, 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That one's really good. I'm going to read it again. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. That's what this whole podcast is about, is being called out of darkness and into his wonderful light because we are his possession. We belong to him. We are his chosen people. And that's where we find hope. That's where we find our identity in Christ. So friends, um, if you know somebody who is struggling in this area, well, really, it's everybody. So just share it with everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But no, seriously, if you know somebody who may benefit from listening to this podcast, please share. That's the whole focus. It's the whole reason I do this. It's not to make money. It's for me to be able to, to just send out the message of hope in Christ. But from the umbrella of how we address mental health issues from a Christian perspective, and also I know that a lot of people may never set foot into a Christian counselor's office. And that my hope is that they will realize that there is hope for what they're struggling with and that most importantly, there is hope in Christ and there is a recipe, a specific recipe for healing that God has for us in his word and that any good, solid Christian counselor is going to be able to lead you into the healing process. So there are answers to what you're going through, to what your friends are going through. So please like, subscribe, comment, email me. I love hearing from you guys. Like if God has, you know, taught you something or um, touched you in some way through this, like I love to hear about it. I've had people emailing me and just telling me that, hey, like I've learned so much from your podcast and because it's helped me to realize that I need to go and talk to somebody and start healing. I want to be whole. I want to be healed and and I want my foundation to be in Christ. And that makes my day when I get those emails. So please email me. My email address is victoriouslivingcounseling at yahoo.com. Victoriouslivingcounseling at yahoo.com. So I hope that you guys have a blessed day and that you will look to heaven and remember whose you are, that you are a child of God. Have a great day. Bye, guys.